to season two, episode four of Spaceball, the Satellite Network's very own baseball theme podcast. Each week, I, Chris Valley, will throw nine pitches to the internet's own Austin Space as we break down what's been going on in Major League Baseball over the past two weeks. Before we get into the show, Mr. Space, how is it going? Oh, I am pumped. I was telling you right before the show, um, I'm doing well. I have a lot to talk about. A lot has happened in baseball in the last two weeks. Um, so I've got quite a bit to talk about before we get into that though how was your wife's first mother's day as a mother how did that go? i went really well thanks for asking yeah. uh it yeah. was nice we uh we had both my parents and the in-laws over to the house so everyone got to come together hang out spend time with the baby so it was really good so your day is coming up next month then as the first day huh yes yep okay okay well uh your son better get you something good because come on <laughs> made him come on that's absolutely cool. oh you got plans for that one too or no uh, no, not really. I don't, I don't know like what, um, because her mom's a nurse. So I don't know like uh, what the, the schedules will be, if we'll be able to get everybody together again on that weekend, or if we'll have to do it sporadically type sure, deal. So sure. Well, that's good. So you had a nice big thing. That's really good. That's really yeah, good. Nice. Man. nice. How was your weekend? Well, I got my, uh, second shot on Friday. So I just sat around and was tired and played a lot of God of War and watched baseball. So that's okay. what I did. Cause I was pretty tired. Took a lot of naps. You know, it affects people in different ways. Luckily for me, it was just naps. So I was like, okay, which actually isn't affecting my life too much. <laughs> so just, you're just drowsy essentially. A little bit. Yeah. I was a little extra tired, uh, especially yesterday, but I, weirdly enough for me, that second shot wasn't as bad as the first one. Everybody's different, you know, but, uh, in two weeks, I guess I'll be out there and I can just make out with anybody I want to and it'll be fine. So yeah. Fully so, back. All right. Hey, Good for you, man. Yeah. It's good. It's good. All right. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, the show is broken up into three segments. The first is that I get this right, which is my opportunity to state my opinion on a particular baseball matter. And Austin will tell me if I'm right on track or where I went wrong. The second segment is the main course of the show where I will throw nine pitches or questions to Austin. And finally, our third segment is the final thoughts, which will be Austin's opportunity to discuss any baseball topics that I may have overlooked. Now let's jump right into the first segment. So Mr. Space, I read that the Astros have complained to major league baseball about fans taunting them and how some fan bases have gone over the line, particularly Yankee fans. I believe that aside from throwing any type of object onto the field, fans have every right to boo scream and say whatever they want to the Astros for what they did. Did I get this right? Before we do, how's my mic sound now? I had a little blip. Sound better? You sound, you sound beautiful. Okay, great. All right. So I think you're actually referencing a tweet that I uh, put out, what is it, a week or and a half ago when, when I saw this uh, situation? Yeah, so I, I, that was part of it, and then there was also an article that I read the other day. Yes, okay, so I read an article about this, and yeah, you're 100% right, definitely right. This is a lot of whining going on, okay? First of all, the, the weird thing is a lot of, this team's all broken up now. So even fans booing, whatever, this and that, I mean, with the exception of like Altuve and some other guys, whatever, a lot of this team isn't there, you know? Um, second of all, uh, they brought it upon themselves. This is what's going to happen, all right? This is what's going to happen. I, I basically said exactly what you said verbatim. As long as people aren't throwing stuff on the field or physically assaulting the players, you can heckle, you can boo, you can do whatever you want. This is Major League Baseball, all right? People get booed all the time and heckled all the time, whatever it is, all right? And mm -hmm. I really don't care. This is part of the game. 
be a man, get out there and play. This is what happens. This is how it goes. I don't know what else to say. It's, it's, if you're going to whine about it afterwards, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I read this article and I'm like, that's what I had to say about that. You know, that, that there's really not much you can say good for Yankees fans. And believe me, other fans will be doing the same thing as, as well. <laughs> okay. You don't think Dodgers fans are, are upset. Come on. Right. Absolutely. No, I, Thank you. I'm look, I think that's two weeks in a row where you actually agree with me. So this is, I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good for me. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump right into the second segments, which is the nine pitches. Uh, this segment, as I mentioned earlier, is my opportunity to throw nine pitches to Austin. These pitches are fastballs, curveballs, changeup, spitball, and knuckleball. So the fastball is the obvious questions, which are hard hitting news stories. Curveballs, not so obvious questions. Questions reserved for lesser known stories. Changeups are our prediction questions. Spitball is my out of left field pitch to ask Austin anything non baseball related. And knuckleball is our trivia question. Austin gets to throw any one of the pitches back out to me if he does not like the question. With that, let's jump in. So the first question is going to be a curveball. So we've seen two no hitters in the last week, Orioles, John Means, and the Reds, Wade Miley, and four total so far this season. Austin, do you believe that the pitchers overall have become far more superior than the hitters in today's game? The statistics would show that. Absolutely. I mean, the all-time batting average, I think, in Major League Baseball is in the 230s right now. Um we also, and there was a discussion on this on the Baseball Tonight podcast, and, and I actually am in it with this thing. So there was a period of about, I don't know, five or so years where, especially recently, where players were coming up and offense was the thing, hitting home runs, getting, you know, big, big RBI games, stuff like that. Really power numbers were something that happened. The thing is, they forgot that pitching always beats good hitting, Okay. And now with a lot of teams, um, they're not finding alternate ways to beat the pitcher. Okay. So it's a lot of strikeouts and it's just going to favor the pitcher. So that's what we're seeing. I think a big decrease because people aren't generating hits, generating runs, running around, putting the ball in play, you know, hitting a grounder, poking it here, here and there and whatnot. Um, You mix that in with shifts and the like. Uh, obviously this is going to favor the pitcher pitcher at some point. I think there's going to be hitters that are always hitters, you know, um, you got like DJ LeMahieu and stuff like that. People that try to hit. And then there's going to be, I think the slug fest thing is hopefully going to an end because that is not how you beat good pitching. It's not, you work the count, you do this stuff. And that's not something that was going on. So, um, yes, I think it's going to trend that way. The pitchers are better. Um, Everybody can throw in the high nineties. There wasn't a time when that happened. Um, I think that'll actually dip a little bit at some point, but yes, I think it always favored in terms of pitching, but especially now, I think we're seeing a lot of, I think people have figured out a way to combat this power stricken plague or whatever you want to call it. That was in baseball recently, but that I think, Smart teams are going to go away. I mean, look at the Red Sox. They have the best offense, basically the best offense in baseball, but they're not sitting here relying on the home run to generate runs and win ball games. They're doing lots of different things, different ways to beat you. So, all right. Fastball. So, Albert, Albert Pujols was designated for assignment last week. So, this is a two part question yeah. Is he a top 10 all time player? And do you think there's a team that will pick him up? Oh, <sighs> boy. I was so disappointed and saddened to read this whole thing 
he is going to be a top 10 hitter of all time. Uh, just recently, I was looking at him and Miguel Cabrera's stats, and it was, it, this is how good Albert Pujols is. Mm. Albert Pujols is way better than Miguel Cabrera. That's how good his career numbers are. He has way more home runs, way more sta- – it's – Albert Pujols' hitting is some of the best hitting ever, okay? Um, so best player, maybe. I mean, he was a three-time MVP, but one of the best hitters ever. And for sure, going into the Hall of Fame, it's, it's ridiculous. Is there a team that would pick him up? Uh, the talk around baseball is no. And if any team's going to pick him up, it's an ALT. Now, the issue is we're still in the pandemic and we still got that thing. Now, Albert Pujols would put people sort of in the seats a little bit, but who can really show up to the ballpark? Right. You know, you, you basically have to narrow it down to an AL American League team that stinks that would be willing to pick him up. You know, um, it'd have to be like the Rangers or something like it's something weird like that. The team that I think would be interesting would be Cleveland. I think that would be an interesting team to pick them up there. Um, but I think even in these reduced roles, um, even in these times, he's going to be reduced to a role that he doesn't want. So he wants to play every day. I still think uh, it, it just, I'm not really sure. I just don't really like the way this whole thing was handled. You know, mm-hmm. um, if there was a way that they could have done, okay, we're going to have an Albert Pujols day or some team, like, I mean, it's not going to happen, but if the Cardinals said, Hey, we'll sign you for a one day contract, come over here. Um, that would be nice. But the reporting I'm hearing around baseball is nobody's interested in him. And this is just such a sad, sad way to go out. And I really don't like the way the angels handled it. I got to be honest. I wish there was something else. I don't like, hey, I'm six for nine or three for nine against this guy. I've hit two home runs and I have a lot of RBIs. He should play in the lineup. Albert Pujols still power numbers are still fine. He has five home runs this year. That's nothing mm-hmm. to sneeze at. He can, he's on pace to probably hit another 20 home runs this year, easily. Um, and that's not bad. Um, but I don't know if we'll see him again. I would love to. In my heart, I would love to. I don't know if we're going to see him again. There's just too many teams in the American League that are in it. Mm. You okay. know, what did you do? What did you make of that whole thing? Because I was just not. Yeah, no, it. I was bummed out for him. I think I agree with you. It, it would have to be an, an American League team because he would have to play, you know, designated hitter. There, there's no National League team that I think would even waste their time with him, unless, like you said, I, the St. Louis thing would be a great story. Maybe yeah. if no one picks him up, possibly near the end of the season, they just pick him up. Then again, though, I mean, Cardinals are in it. That's the thing. The Cardinals are yeah. really in it. You know, if the Cardinals were terrible, sure, you know, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. just thinking, I'm just they thinking story-wise, it, it would be, it would kind of be like a, hey, like we'll sign you for a couple days so you can go out there and, and end your career with us, even if it's yeah. for like a game. I mean, because realistically speaking, if, if the Cardinals are also, while they're in it, if they start running away with it, in their division, they, they sure. won't have anything to worry I about. I don't see that happening. I, I know, not, I know. It's just, you know, it would be, it would be a nice, a nice Cinderella story though, so to speak, and just kind of end it the right way. Um, Cleveland though, I, 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 I hadn't really thought of a team, but Cleveland could work. The Yankees would be stupid enough to sign them um, because you know, what, what, what's another bat, right? Rather than uh, you know going for pitching, but um, yeah, then you have to have clean shaven pool host. That'd be yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. Or yeah, I guess like a team, maybe even 
possibly, I mean, Baltimore's crappy enough where they could always just I know, but it's like these things with meaning, you know. Yeah, like, no, I know. I'm just I'm thinking of I'm thinking of crap teams right. that would potentially, you know, but I Texas would make sense, especially if you're talking about putting butts in the seats, because the Texas in Texas you can everyone true. can go to a game. That's true. So that would that would work out if that's what you're looking for is just to, you know, boost your attendance. Yeah, why not come out here and play first base? Um I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. It's it's like they're trying to develop players and, and move forward, and I get it. And listen, Angels have to have a better way of doing that. I really am just ever since Social left or like Social's last year, I've been so disappointed in the Angels front office and management and their decisions. Um, and this is just another one that I'm just like, you know, come on. Listen, mm-hmm. I, I don't normally sit there and tout the player, but this is Alvaro Pujols, okay? This isn't this, this isn't some jerk. This guy is amazing for the game. He's never had any complaints, never on any steroid list, wants to play every day, is one of the best players ever, one of the best hitters for sure, and you DFA him at the end? Of, like, if anybody's earned it <laughs> right, right now, that's one of the few names on the short list that can say what they want. So absolutely. I was I just disagree. like, we couldn't figure something out with Pulos, who's also played in home run derby, showed up to every all-star game, two-time world champ. It's just how many more things can I rattle off about this guy and how good he was for the game and how good he was for baseball. Mm-hmm. DFA. Okay. All right. So the next question, so this is going to be a change up. Okay. Now this is, I'm going to preface this. So the national league East I don't know if it's a letdown slash dumpster fire or if all the majority of those teams are really good and they're just cannibalizing themselves. With that being said, I have an over under for you. All right. 90 wins will secure the NL East division crown. I think easily. I think easily 90. And I would oh over under. Ooh. Ooh, that's tough now. Okay. That is so crazy. We can have a borderline 500 team win in that division. Yeah, I know. I know. <sighs> to secure it, I think all you'll need is just under 90. So I'll say, I'll say like 85. Okay. So they'll, cool. that, that's all they'll need. You know, in the end, we'll find out what was empirically correct. Right. But it's going to be really close. And I think even, gosh, that's a great question. Does somebody want to win this division? Like, I just look at it all the time. I'm like, does somebody want to win this thing? Because it's like right there. Um, I'm going to say 85. And that's me being generous. I think it might even be lower. So do you think that they're the that it's the worst division in baseball? Or is it just are all these teams so evenly matched competitively speaking that they really are just eating their own at this no, point? No, these teams are with the weird exception of, well, okay, here's, here's the situation. And, and I'll go off later on this. The Mets are a freaking garbage dumpster fire that I've been calling out since the beginning of the season. I said, I don't like this. Everybody's got to remember this. I said, going in, I, said, I don't like this team. Okay. 
I know they're going to hit, you know, favored wild card, but there's a lot of something in the air here. And over the past two weeks, we can go through it. Okay. I made a point on Twitter about the Mets and that's not even caught up with Lindor punching McNeil in the dugout or whatever. Okay. So the Mets have problems of the world. All right. They just signed a player who can't play the Phillies. The Phillies are probably one of the least egregious. Probably the Phillies and the Braves are the least egregious. The Phillies have a lot of talent, a lot of offense. They got to get things together and they got to fix this bullpen completely. If they can get that all together, which they can, they've come back around this year. um, They're okay. The Braves um, have a lot of injuries in their pitching staff, notably. Mm -hmm. Uh, Freddie Freeman struggled a little bit, but if they can really get an ace or if they were in a position to do something at a deadline, um, to get a big name starter in there or something, they can be okay. The Marlins are just bad. They have no offense, and the Marlins have, but they they have great starting pitching. I really do like Rogers and Alcantara. Very good starting pitching. So they might over the over time they might attract some talent or sign something or whatever. But they, they just have no offense, and uh, they're not really going in. And the Nationals are just all over the place. You know, the Nationals are kind of on the way out. They've lost players. They've got Scherzer, but they don't really have much going on. So I don't think any of these teams would be defined as like elite at this moment. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I'm looking like, if you plop them in a different division, I don't think they perform as well. They might be at the bottom edge of it, the way they're playing right now, all of them. Um, But if somebody's in that division, that's really an opportunity to whatever. So honestly, I'm not impressed. I don't, I think they're, they all have problems. Each of their teams has problems and none of them can really get past it. That's how I look at the NL East. And it's just such a frustrating thing to watch because it's like, imagine being a team and there's like, we can win this, you know? Right. That's why I'm like, that's why it's not out of the question when the Marlins won, got into the playoffs last year, because it's like this, this division is the, the door is huge. Anybody can win it. I think even a couple of days ago, I was talking to Richo about it and nobody was above 500. It's ridiculous. You know, mm-hmm. come in there and stomp on some people. This this isn't competitive baseball. Let's go. Curveball. Now, I understand that that the White Sox are in are in first place right now, but bear with me for a second. How bad is the Tony Larusa experiment going to get in Chicago? He didn't know the extra innings rules, and it's been reported that he's continuously ignoring and fluffing off assistance from other coaches and players. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna throw this one back at you. And I'm going to talk about something completely different. So we're going to talk about some no-hitters situation here. Okay. Um, Let's talk about John Means. As you said, we've had four no-hitters this year. Radone of the White Sox. Uh, Who was the second one? Um, I know the third one was... The third um, one was Means. John Means. And And then the fourth one. Yep. So let me see. Who was the The second one? one? Wasn't he on the White Sox? No, that was Rodone. Oh, yeah, you're right. And then the first no-hitter. Let me see. No-hitters 2021. It's on the tip of my tongue. And I got it now. No-hitters 2021. Wade Miley. Um, gosh. Okay, let me see here. Fourth no-hitter. All right, who? Come on. All right, no-hitters 2021. Who is that other one? Why are we missing it? Let's see. John Means, Wade Miley. Oh, Joe Musgrove, of course. Joe Musgrove of the Padres. That's right. Okay, he was the first one. 
let's take a look at John Means. Of these guys, I mean, these aren't like, oh my gosh, whatever, with the exception of Radon, who looks like he's having a good year. I want to say, is it time to start buying into the Baltimore Orioles pitcher, John Means? All right. I want to look at it. I pull up his baseball stats here. Um, his first year, 2018, I'm really not going to count. He really didn't play all that much. In 2019, he had a, where's my ERA? He had a 3.6 ERA pitch. He, had, he was 12 and 11 for a terrible team. Mm. He pitched 155 innings. He had a decent whip, 1.13. Um, his strikeout numbers are lower. He's at 121. Last year, not great, but a really small sample size. Okay. This year, he has 50 strikeouts. He is he has an ERA of 1.37. All right. And he is four and up. Now, I was looking at this as of now, third in the league in ERA, 11th in K's. And his opponent's batting average is 235. He's really comparable right now to Garrett Cole, of all things, minus the strikeouts. He has fewer strikeouts than Cole. But he's very comparable to Garrett Cole. Is it time that we start buying into Orioles' John Meads? I'm asking you also because, you know, AL East is probably the division you follow the most. It, it is. And, yes, I, I think so. I mean, for for a lefty, for starters, I mean, that that – I think he's again, he's four and let me look at this real quick. So I have his stats up right now. Yeah. 46 innings pitch, 50 strikeouts. He's got a 0.674 whip. It, I mean, this season alone, I, take, I, and honestly, last season, it, it's, it's kind of hard to, to hold last season against anybody just given yeah, the I'm circumstance not, I, of everything. Really, exactly. So I think if you look at the fact that he was on just a, a, dumpster fire of a team in 2019 and he was able to come out ahead uh with you know 12 and 11 record he was above 500 the 3.6 era is not bad his career i mean if you even if you look at his career mm-hmm. he's 18 and 15 so he's he's above 500 3.48 era yep. let's see and he's got a 1.032 whip i yeah absolutely i mean he's also he's also an all-star he's an all-star pitcher so it's i would I mean, let's be real. They have to pick somebody from the Orioles, but yes, deservedly yeah. so. But still, I mean, it's not like he didn't deserve it. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see why, why you wouldn't consider him to be a one of the top pitchers in the game right now. Yeah, he really is. And I just want to shout out to him. Uh, you know what? Now that I'm sitting here thinking, it's like we could have somebody like a Blake Snell type character. You know, a lefty doesn't get a lot of strikeouts, but gets a lot of outs and has a you know, gets that opponent's batting average low and whatnot in the well, AL East. He's pitching where it matters. I mean, he's pitching against good lineups, you know, yeah, Toronto's it, good. New York's good. Boston's good. And I, I've watched him pitch against Boston and he's very good. You know, I kind of like this guy and I, I think he's just going to get better each year. I just think that, like a lot of people are saying, Oh, these no hitters, this and that. Yeah. Okay. Wade Miley, whatever. But this kid, I'm buying into him a little bit. Well, I mean, he was a drop strike three away from a perfect game or a wild mm-hmm. pitch away from a perfect game. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, you, you gotta, you gotta legitimize the guy and what he's been able to accomplish. So uh, yes, I a hundred percent buy into him. And I think that he should start getting, start getting some, uh, you know, a little, little bit of pub around the league. Yeah. I, I buy into him. He's like this sneaky, he's not going to win the side just because his team sucks, but this 
I just want to shout out to him and I wanted to see what you thought because I've been listening to him and I'm like, you know what? This guy can pitch a little bit, man. This guy, I know he doesn't bring it, but this guy can pitch. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. All right. Fastball. Question five, fastball. The Dodgers started the season with an initial 13 and two record, which has been followed up by a stretch of 15 losses over 20 games and five straight series losses. Should Dodger fans start to panic? No, the Dodger fans should not start to panic. The power rankings still have the Dodgers on top. They have a lot of depth. They've had a lot of injuries and some players haven't been fully coming back. Mookie Betts has not played as well as he should be playing and they still were on a tear. Okay. Um, Seager is not coming. I mean, there's players that are hurt and not Knebel's not there. Um, Price is on the DL. So there's going to be stretches in, in seasons that aren't great. Okay. The Dodgers are going to be fine. Okay. I don't know how to say it. The Dodgers are going to be fine. They have enough talent and enough depth. And if we're really going to sit here and go, the flavor of the past two weeks is the Giants if we really think the Giants are going to continue, I mean, there's people in the Giants that are having good seasons right now. But the real thing is they're all five starting pitchings. I looked at it are firing on all cylinders and doing perfect. Is Alex Wood and Johnny Cueto going to continue to do this in San Francisco over Trevor Bauer and Clayton Kershaw and Walker Bueller and Julio Urias? And like, like what I'm saying is comical. The Dodgers are without a question the best team in baseball, and they're just in a rough spot right now. They're only two and a half back. The Giants will fall down. Um, I'd be happy if I was a, a Padres fan, though. I'd be, I'd say that. Okay. What do you think? Oh, I agree. I just wanted to throw the question out there and see what you thought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How are we doing on time? What do we got here? Oh, we're good. I think we're about 25 minutes in. We're Perfect. We're, we're doing Four great. Four more, right. right? Yeah, uh, knuckleball for you here. Oh boy. All right. So what major league baseball franchise has thrown the most no hitters? Your three options are the Red Sox, the White Sox, or the Dodgers. Okay. Um, Hmm. The way this is phrased, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess the White Sox. Okay. That is incorrect. Got it wrong. What is it? The Dodgers. The Dodgers have 26 no-hitters, followed by the White Sox at 19 and the Red Sox at 18. I'm surprised with that. And that is the order of the – those are the top three teams in history to throw the most no-hitters. See, that's interesting because you would think it would be favored towards national. That's why I, like, did this mind game thing. It's like, okay, he's going to throw maybe one American League team in there and then put two National League teams in there. But then since you only put one in there, I like mind whatever and said, you know, no. I literally just went, I literally just went down the list and I went, okay, one, two, three, there we go. That's weird. And then I was like, okay, maybe it's something weird. Cause I just didn't like, you look at that. Like I don't really look at Boston and go, this is a pitcher's ballpark. You know, you would think teams like Oakland or Mm -hmm. San Francisco might have more. Texas, um, yeah. And then all of a sudden you see some weird stuff. Like Colorado Rockies have 39 no <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay, I got one right. So what am I, like two for four, I think? Yeah, I think you're at 500 right now. All so right. you're still in the Hall of Fame, so good for you. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, all right, so change up. Right. Who is the most overrated and underrated star in Major League Baseball? 
Oh God, this is really tough. Um, overrated. You know, look at these teams. Um, geez, that's a really good question. I wish I could pass this one. Overrated. Well, I might blow my load a little bit. I mean, like Lindor is definitely overrated. Let's be real right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, just look at the, the paycheck there is ridiculous. I'll go off on him a little more later, but the, who's, who's paying? Let me put this up here. Let me put this up here. Who's paying a guy who's batting, what is he batting right now? 194 with one stolen base and two home runs. And his contract is the third highest in baseball. I'd say that's pretty overrated. Underrated, underrated's a tough one. I'd have to look at some teams and see who's really like sneaky standing out here. Um, maybe Taylor Rogers of the Marlins. I think he's pretty underrated. He's coming out of nothing. But again, like a lot of these people have no have smaller sample sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I can't tell you. I don't know who is underrated right now. I'd really have to think and see and, and dig deep on that one. Did you have some? players in mind that you wanted to pimp a little bit because I, I i have not thought about that uh, enough honestly i not at all i was just throwing the question out to you figured you might have a you know a little war chest in there inside you know that you you want to get some stuff off your chest there and yeah nothing crazy that's fine um, i'm not really uh up on uh particular players i'm, I'm really high on management this week <laughs> How about this? Let me let sure. me change the question for you on a subject you okay. know a little bit better, and obviously you'll go more into detail about this later. Sure. How about the most underrated player on your fantasy team? Oh, sure. Oh, we can take a look at that. There's a couple of ones I can highlight here real quick. So here's some tips for you. Let me pull this out. Let me pull up my stats today. Um, all right. So I want to shout out to somebody. Let's see here. There's a guy named... Colin Moran of the Pirates. Okay. Nobody knows who this guy is. Yeah, I've never heard of him. He plays a whole bunch of, he plays infield. He's batting 297. He has four home runs and uh, a stolen base. And what does he have? 19 RBIs. So nobody's ever heard of him. Um, The Pirates actually have some other, there's a guy named, um, another one of the Pirates here, JT Brewbreaker. He is a pitcher for the Pirates here. He's having a good season. 2.78 ERA, 37 Ks, and two wins. So, I mean, that's because of that. So, I, I'd say some, there's some players in the Pirates that aren't, uh, I have to say, weirdly enough. Probably because nobody's watching because they stink. But that's that would be that'd be some two players on my fantasy teams that are All right. doing okay. Awesome. <laughs> Spitball. The Connecticut Tigers formerly known as the Norwich Navigators, are now the Norwich Sea Unicorns. Right. Which is one of the dumbest names I've ever heard in my life. Right. Eric Campbell, NFA grad, major league baseball alum for the Athletics, Mets, and Marlins, has been named manager of the club. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite memory of going to Dodd Stadium to see either the Navigators or the Tigers play baseball? I have so many. Um, Well, then list off a few. We can have story time. Story time. And you got to share some too. Okay. Absolutely. I'll share one that you and I had together. I want to see if you remember this. 
we were at a game together. Foul ball comes our way, comes in between us. We bonk our heads together to the reach for it. The foul ball rolls away to some other kid. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember that. And then I remember my dad, we sat somewhere else. My dad, my dad or something was like, you didn't get it? It's like, no. It's like, oh my God. Uh, There's a couple memories I have. Okay. Want to hear a bad one? Yeah, of course. So I was like 10 or 11 years old nine years old, something like that. I was a kid and I brought my glove to the game. Okay. And my dad would usually buy us like, I don't know, seven to 10 games a season. And we'd sit like three rows up on the first base side. Mm-hmm. I had my glove. I was ready. Okay. You know, you're a kid, you have your glove. It's exciting. Absolutely. And uh, ground ball, uh, foul ball goes to the first base coach. I have my glove. I'm ready. First base coach points at me. It's about to throw it right in my glove guy in front of me okay I'm not gonna say who it is because he's actually well known where we grew up really Gro- I'll, I'll tell you after the show yeah okay. grown ass man in his 40s pulls out the glove right in front of me and snags it yikes okay everybody booed around. <laughs> it was so um, and then, of course, other things like uh, seeing the chicken was amazing. I saw yeah. Andy Pettit pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Mike Lowell when I was really little, when he was playing there for a while, and he was by far one of the best players to come through the, at mm-hmm. least at the Double A that year. And just like the fireworks and having the fried dough and all that other stuff. I mean, it was it was a great little spot for middle school slash early high school. It was a great thing to do. So um, those are kind of my memories. What do you what do you have there? So I have a few, I mean, seeing Pettit, seeing Alfonso Soriano, I uh, saw Roger Clemens. You did see Roger. Through. That one was crazy. I remember the Pettit one was crazy sold out. Oh yeah. Yep. Were we there together? Cause I remember seeing somebody. Yes. Uh, but, okay. We, we went yep. to that one together. Okay. Yep. Right. Yeah, no. Um, and I got to meet Luis Soho when he was the, uh, the manager. I got to get, get a picture with him, got his oh, autograph. Nice. Yeah. It was really cool. I think that's probably my favorite memory it was I okay. got to go into the dugout and, got it taken all that stuff so yeah yeah okay but no it was always a great time i mean i'm looking forward to i mean i I can't really get past the name but i'm still looking forward to taking narwhals and it's like yeah let's do it come on (laughs) yeah exactly that that would have made sense um yeah no but i'm looking forward to taking my kid there when he gets a little bit older and you know it'll be it'll be good to make some new memories yeah as a father yeah it's just and it's so cheap and fun and and just like easy going and the fireworks and sound effects and seeing what tater running around out there yeah. you know what i also liked uh when the bobcats came in town because they had uh or the the, the rock cats came in town the rock cats yep rocky i liked it he thought he was cool because here's the thing the minor league baseball teams are just way cooler than the actual team like they, they have the most outlandish names like remember the altoona curve mm-hmm. and uh you know all these just weird i thought they were so cool um you know, Navigators was like one of the worst ranked, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 going to be different now that they're not associated with uh, the minor leagues anymore. I feel like ever since they left their affiliation with the Yankees, it's like... It's been slowly... De- uh, it's been like a slow leak ever yeah. since the Yankees kind of pulled out. Because so. you have all these, you know, New York fans going there all the time. And it was like, it was like really cool, but... Mm. Well, especially when you had what was it? Was it Portland that was the Red Sox, or was it New Britain? It was both. It was. It used to. Well, it actually was Trenton. For Trenton. A while. That's what it was. And then, and then it moved to um, 
uh, I think it was New Britain after that. It was Trenton for a while. The Thunder were the Red Sox. And then everything just became Paw Sox stuff, I think. Right. But New yeah, Britain. no, I, I mean, I remember the, you know. Oh, when wait, was, Portland Sea Dogs. You're right. Portland, Portland. Sea Dogs. That's what it was. Yeah. So, I mean, the, those were, it was awesome. You got to have like a little mini Yankee Red Sox rivalry yeah. in Norwich, Connecticut, which was really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, but yeah, no, no, ever, ever since they, they lost the affiliation with the Yankees, it, it has slowly, unfortunately gone down. Yeah. Single A is not going to get double, double A is okay. Cause everyone, you'll see somebody like, yeah. yep. seeing Pettit was fun. That was cool. All right. Last question. Change up. Oh, already. All right. If the regular season ended today, what would be the world series matchup? In other words, who is the best team in the American league and the national league? Uh, are we talking like, I mean, not statistically, are we just looking at it right now? Just your feeling. If you, if you were going to, if someone said to you, Hey, you got to pick the world series matchup right now, who is it? Hmm. Okay. I still like, so, so what I initially said was Atlanta, Chicago is what I initially said. Mm-hmm. Okay. I still want to stake with that. But if I had to, if I had like a secondary whatever pick, mm-hmm. um, I would still try to go with Chicago. I do like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the, the the one I would take outside of that might be um, it's probably going to be like the Dodgers or the Padres or something like that, like something ridiculous. I still want Atlanta. I'm still picking them, whatever. Um, or even the Brewers, weirdly enough, because their pitching is just so good and they're going to come back. Uh, and if Yelich picks it up and other players start picking it up a little bit, they're very dangerous. So those are some other teams I would throw in there a little bit. Okay. Um, would you change anything? I mean, you and I were high in Atlanta. I'm still, I'm still saying Atlanta can do it. There's just anybody can win this NL East. And once you're in it, once you're in the dance, you're in the dance. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not selling my my brave stock yet. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I made the mistake with Oakland selling it way too early. I'm not doing that again. Oh, I'm still selling it, man. I'm still happy with that. <laughs> I don't care. Oakland. If somebody can explain to me why Oakland's good, you know why? Because the rest of the league, that, that division's not that good either. Let's be real. That division's not that good. The Angels are at the bottom of the division now. I know. It's such a bummer. Well, serves them right. I'm rooting <laughs> against true. them. <laughs> All right. All right. So third segment, final thoughts. Austin, this is your opportunity to discuss any topic or topics that I may have missed. And of course, you got to give us your fantasy update. Let's talk about fantasy, man. I'm doing well, unsurprisingly here. Um, I am in third uh, in total 11 games back, second in my division. Okay. Um, you Weirdly enough, I'll tell you this. Kyle Hendricks, who was my number one starter, mm-hmm. terrible, terrible this year. Awful. Okay. He's, he'll, he'll come out and pitch whatever, and then he won't. But I'm still high in some other stuff. Like I got Mitch Haniger, that was my dude, and he's been really good uh, for my team. Um, but it re- it's really come down to my pitching. My pitching's really good. The fact that if Rogers and Alcantara, um, things are going well. I'm making moves and whatever. But I'll tell you this: Kyle Hendricks, not good. But you can't drop him because it's like he could be good. Right. So that's where I'm stuck with. Other than that, I'd say I'm doing pretty well. I think hey, I, good for you. I think I won like by like two runs and like last week I won by 10. So I was pretty, I was pretty happy with that. Okay. I got a lot to talk about here. All right, let's do it. All right. Did you see the, uh, 
how do I want to do this? I think maybe I'll end on that one because it's cute. Okay. Let's talk about the Royals a little bit here. Okay. I on the Royals, right? All oh, the Royals, the Royals this, Royals that. Okay. Were you buying into the Royals a little bit? Because I want to talk about the Royals because somebody brought up a stat that goes, oh, okay. No, I, I never – no. my I'm thinking back from my preseason. No, I never said anything about Kansas City. Okay. So I was listening to a podcast, and they were like, the Royals' run differential is bad. Right now, the Royals' run di- differential, as of this podcast, is negative 25. So if anybody's going to believe in the Royals, they're like the third lowest – It's there's – no. They're also on an eight-game losing streak. Yeah. Royals aren't going to win, okay? So I just want to get it out there. There's th- No. Meanwhile, the Giants are really high. So could be wrong on that, but I don't buy, I still don't buy the Giants. Everything has to go perfect for the Giants for them to win. Okay. That's not going to happen. You know, Posey's going to continue batting 400 or whatever. It's not going to happen. Okay. So let's see, what else do I have here? Okay. We already talked about that. We already talked about this. Okay. Did you see MLB the show's recent DLC thing, season pass thing? And that was going all over Twitter? No. Okay. You got it. All right. Give me a second. I'll Google this thing. New legend Jason Bay in the second inning program, along with Lee Smith and Don Mattingly. Jason Bay. Why? The legend Jason Bay of the Pirates. What? It's hilarious. Legends. He's considered a legend? No. <laughs> but according to this, he is. I was like, everybody's like, what? Because Don Mattingly is like, okay, yeah, yeah. Jason Bay. Oh, I, the, I mean, he played what? for Toronto, Pittsburgh, Toronto again, Boston for like yep. a hot second. Yeah. And the Mets. And then I think he finished with Seattle, right? Is that correct? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I remember when we when he went to the Mets, and that was kind of the news. He had a lifetime batting average of two sixty six. I know. What I are know. we doing? He had like three or four really good years. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> he's he. Uh, I mean, he was three time All Star, Rookie of the Year. He won the Silver Slugger once. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I'm trying. I'm trying to help him out a little bit. I don't want to completely trash the point. No, no. He's, he wasn't like hurting teams or anything, but he was not a legend. Okay. That like legendary player Jason Bay. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, he was a uh, he was an all star for you guys. Yeah, That's I mean he came over when Manny left. So then the joke was like people like when Manny got traded to the Dodgers, he was part of that deal. So he came over. Oh, wow, he and, had a really good year with you guys. Holy yeah, shit. he did. Well, he, I mean it was half. Yeah, he did. And then they, I remember there was a sign out in left field that says Jason B and Jason. I was like, this is great. <laughs> but he said. He's just a, I mean, he's a, he was, he was a serviceable, good player, but he was fine. I don't know. He was part of that uh, Pirates thing with Xavier Nady, Jason Bay, and somebody else that was in this, like, really kind of, like, didn't you, didn't the Yankees go get Nady or something like that? Like, they all broke up. Yeah, they, you know? I don't, that's probably correct. Um, no, but I do remember when, yeah, Pittsburgh had, like, that little elite squad there, and then they, yeah, they ended up falling apart yeah um yeah, the third one is but yeah okay now i'm just looking i'm looking at his numbers each year uh, you know he was okay 
Yeah, but like a legend? No. Like, let's stop. Stop the silliness. He only had, he only had one season where he batted over 300, and that was in 2005. Every other season, he was at best a 286 or 287 batter. He was was a decent power hitter, but yeah. I would not be like, I would not be sitting there like, yes. Yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be super pumped up that I get to play with the secret. (laughs) You know, Jason Bay character. Wow, I'm I'm, I'm going to win all the games. I want him to be stupidly good in the game now because of this. Because I, I want him to be le- – he's basically legendary for not being legendary right now. Okay? <laughs> this is what it is, <laughs> you know? Oh, God. Uh, but I just thought that was so funny. Like, why is Jason Bay trending? And I looked at it and went, yep, this is hilarious. Okay, so I just wanted to bring that up. Um, We'll end on the cute note. Let's talk about the Mets. I am <laughs> so tired of this team. Okay. They go out. Let's just recap the Mets right now. Okay. Let's just re- recap the Mets. They go out and sign the third biggest MLB contract to Francisco Lindor. Shortstop. $341 million for a 10-year thing. The only two players above him are Mookie Betts and Mike Trout. Francisco Lindor is above Tatis, who he's not better than. He's not better than Bryce Harper. He's not better than, I mean, Giancarlo Stanton. I don't think so. He's not better than Garrett Cole. I don't think he's better than Manny Machado. I don't think he's better than Arenado. I could just go down this list, and he's not better than any of these players. Okay? So Francisco Lindor is the highest paid, biggest baller shortstop in baseball. All right? No. So they go and get hit. Then what are their, didn't their GM go out there and some sexual harassment thing? So yeah, that, yeah. Yep. All right. They, they get their best player who, by the way, is batting as of right now, he is batting 194 with two home runs. All right. They are, I guess they're first in the division right now. But they're in this, they're not running away with it. They're only 16 and 13. All right. Then they also fire their hitting coaches, Chili Davis and whatever, because it's their fault that Francisco Lindor can't bat above 200. Then they do this whole big fight in the dugout over a raccoon and a rat or whatever, because McNeil and Lindor can't get on the same page. All right. I am putting my foot in the sand. I've said this going into the season. I, I, I even said they're, they're going to probably make the postseason be a wild card team. But the pro- this is the worst mojo I can see. This is, to me, worse than what's happened when they signed Mo Vaughn and they signed Jeremy Burnett and they signed Tom Glavin and they signed Roberto Alma. This is worse than that, in my opinion. Because now they're tech. They're wrapped up in this. They're banging on Francisco Lindor, who, by the way, Let's look at this. Francisco Lindor has only batted 300 in one qualifying year. One year, he's batted over 300. He's only had three years with 20-plus home runs and only two years with 80-plus RBIs. He's a great defender. He's a great With numbers defender. like that, he can be on the MLB The Show Legend Edition. Yes. These That's are what's important. These are numbers we're talking about here. All right? <laughs> So what is going on with this organization? Well, it also doesn't help them either that DeGrom's out. 
Yes, that was the last thing. I forgot to mention that. Because because there's so much. DeGrom is probably hurt. DeGrom is probably done. The best pitcher and best player on the team, for sure, is probably bad. It's bad news. In my opinion, probably going to be bad news. Well, they yeah, they said they're, they're, they're holding him. They're putting him on the IL until May 20th, and then he'll be reevaluated. I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. I want to pull up Xander Bogarts real quick here. Okay. Because I'm just, I'm so you're you're fired up about this. This is great. Because I'm so tired of the Mets, man. Like, I'm just upset that I didn't think to come up with a Mets question just to piss you off. That that's my only regret of this podcast so far. I'm looking at Xander Bogarts. Okay. Yeah. He's added. Okay, since 2015, this is what I really count when he really started playing. He played 144 games in uh, 2014 when he was 21. So I'm going to count up to 2015. Since 2015, he's his lowest batting average since 2015 was 273. Mm-hmm. Okay. He averages um, 20 home runs in 162 games. So he, so he hits about 20 home runs. He has about 80 something RBIs, but he does it consistently. What, do, what, what does everybody see in Lindor? Does anybody like this? It, it was basically this two or three year span where he was fine but he, he never batted above 300. He's, he had, he bet he hit 32 and 38 and 32 home runs. But, but before like, what, what was the, what was the plan here? You know? I don't know. I mean, was it his, I'm looking, I mean, he's, he steals a lot of bases. Um, yeah, but that's going to go down. Okay. Yeah. Like look at those stolen bases. They're not going to have you steal and get hurt out there. So he only stole, like, even then he stole, it's not like he stole like 40 bases and now he's trickling down. True. Like Mike Trout's stealing bases still. All right. This guy's going to probably steal 15 bases this year. Maybe, you know, he's stolen one right now because he can't get on base. I mean, unfortunately, again, you go back to kind of like the market thing where people are going to overpay for, superstars and I don't know he, what they paid for it. Like, what is everybody seeing this guy? Like I've been saying this, it's like, you can get, okay. Maybe Xander Bogarts is not as good. I don't even know about that right now. I think he's the best shortstop in baseball right now. I really do. I'm I'm just saying like, if we're talking about what the Mets were thinking or what all these teams were thinking, they're looking at the fact that the dude's a four-time all-star two-time gold Glover. He's, he's got great power numbers. Again, yeah. I'm not saying I agree with it. Cause I don't, I thought, I thought it was insane. But Mookie Betts level pay. Yeah, no, I'm not saying he deserves Mookie Betts level pay. I'm just, I'm go, I'm looking at it as, you know, and I agree with you. He's a, he's a lifetime 282 batter. So he's, he's not even eclipsing 300 or anywhere near it. I just think certain teams will, will break the bank for, for power hitters. But, but it's such a small sample size when they signed it. It's literally, they truncated it down to three years and said, this is it. Like what? Yeah. Like what was that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, yeah, like, no, I, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you on this one. I, like I said, I, th- I think that the Mets were foolish to sign him, but I'm, I'm just looking at it as, again, if you, if you go off market, I, I always bring it back to my argument, and I'm on your side of the argument when it comes to quarterbacks. When I do a lot of talk about NFL quarterbacks and how just because it's your turn to get paid doesn't mean that you should be getting paid top dollar if you're not a top top three, top four, top five quarterback in the league. If you're top 
10, but you're all of a sudden, because it's your time to get that massive contract, all of a sudden you're getting completely overpaid is just stupid. But the way that sports works nowadays is it's all about market value. And it's, it's where the market happens to be when it's your time to get that massive deal. I'm, I'm just saying like, even then I'm looking at it. It's like, what did I see? Because I, I do a lot of fantasy stuff like that. And I've never drafted Lindor. I've never like went out and got Lindor, you know, I've had Mike Trout on my team. Mookie Betts is somebody who would go after. Harper's definitely somebody who would go after. Cole is somebody that Machado I've had on my team before. But I've never really, like, let me go hit Lindor. Because what I've seen statistically out of him is so flash in the pan. And to invest that type of money into him? Weird. And I'm just I'm just sitting here. It's it's It's... I don't know what could possibly go worse after DeGrom getting hurt. I think he's going to be hurt. And I think the Mets are in enormous trouble. And there's going to be a ton of people getting fired. And a lot of it is, is these ridiculous signings. This, to me, is the worst. This is worse than Glavin, Vaughn, Alomar, all this. That is worse than this. Burnett's. Remember all that? This is worse. Because they invested all this money into what I think is going to be a very – Definitely not what you paid for. A, bever- a very above-average player at best. That's my that's my opinion on the Mets. And now they're stuck. You know, so mm-hmm. somebody else at the NL East is better stepping up because I'm I, I'm so I, I don't even like the Mets, but I just sit there and I shake my head every day. Like, what what did they do this week? And it's something stupid. You know. So if if the Mets somehow pull this out and they make it to the playoffs, are you going to be not happy? No, I mean, I think the Mets still can make the playoffs just for the fact that they're in the NL East. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have them as a wild card team. But I think they're just going to get worse and worse as the years go on. This was such a dumb move. The Mets are in, the New York Mets are in, like, this is like Angels territory stuff, you know? But at least the Angels have Mike Trout. The Mets are in, like, I don't know what they're going to do. Because if I'm DeGrom, I don't want to stay there, you know? Right. Like this team doesn't win and this team makes stupid decisions. They got people fighting in the dugout and you're firing hitting coaches left and right. Let's get out of here. What stupid player are you going to sign next? The Mets can't get away with this stuff. The Yankees can get away with this stuff here and there. Mets can't get away with this stuff. And they just did. And they dumped a bunch of money into a mediocre, not, I shouldn't say mediocre above average player at best. Okay. And I just, I just look at this team and I'm like, this is, this is dumb. And they'll only get there by virtue of the fact that they're in the NL East, which sticks. So, all right. So, what's the cute story you want to talk about? The cute story, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's get to the cute story. I'm so tired of this team. What are they going to do in the next two weeks? You know, I don't. Know. I'm sure they'll find a way to irritate you some more, though. Yeah, I know. Which is what I'm rooting for. So that's why we can have this rant again <laughs> next week or next podcast, okay. rather. Cute story. Did you see the Diamondbacks? I know they stink, but did you see the Diamondback story? No. Oh, right. wait, the wait, the proposal thing or the girlfriend thing or something? The girlfriend thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I saw that. I, I didn't read the whole article, but I saw like the headline of something. And then I read a few days later off a of bar stool that they ended up breaking up. They did. Okay. So let me get the, let me get the long and short of it here. The, um, so there's a YouTuber guy or whatever. His roommate went out on a date to a Diamondbacks game. It's their second date. And he tweets at the Diamondbacks Twitter saying, Hey, I want you, can you zoom out? I want to see how my buddy's doing on his date. Diamondbacks engaged because they got nothing going on. So the Diamondbacks engage, and they're like, sure, let's go see. And uh, they put them up on the screen, and there's this whole thing on Twitter, and it's really cute. And they give them two game balls. I'm like, all right, this is fun. All right, cool, cool, cool. And there was a third day, and then uh, 
then they, uh, I guess, broke up over something. There was no fourth date. It didn't work out. But I was like, oh, that's really cute. I thought it was really fun with the Diamondbacks. Did. We need some more of that stuff. No, it was really nice. I mean, yeah. again, like you said, they have nothing else going on because their team's trash, but mm-hmm. that's okay. At least they were kind enough to to look out for for young lovebirds. I, yeah, I, I like seeing stuff like that. It's fun. So. But that was it, man. Anything else? Because I'm just so... The Mets just makes me want to. I really wish I could find something else to talk about the Mets just to keep you like sure on this, this anger train that you're on, which I love, but I, I, I don't so really have anything SMH. else. It's so much SMH. I like, I read every other day and I come in here. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Great. Great. Is there a team that isn't, is there a team that's not necessarily on the top of the division lead, so to speak, or even like in, I don't want to say contention, but we'll go with that. We'll just say in contention that you think could possibly turn things around. It's still the Braves. I think so. I think if their pitching comes around and Freddie Freeman's not having the greatest start, he's still power hitting, but the Braves really have a ton of upside and they really should come out there and dominate that. Um, The Rays are going to get back. I mean, the AL East is really heating up. This is a four-way race, man. And it's awesome. It really is. Um, but um, it, it would be the Braves. I really think the Braves can do it. That division is whatever. And you need to strike right now while the Mets are just going to be spiraling into an abyss of awfulness. So, okay. just so dumb decisions. Hey, and shout out to Johnny Carlos Stanton, your boy. just want to say that. Yeah, hey, look. I... <laughs> <laughs> look, he's had one... Yankees Twitter angers me on so many levels. And the fact that all of a sudden everybody has just ignored what he's done the past three or four years, not, Rich brought this up to me oh, okay. and, and I, I lost my mind on him about it too. Cause he was like, yeah, that's your boy. And I was like, look, he's having one decent year. I'm not going to forgive him for all the previous years of doing nothing and being on well, the well, hold on. Hold injured on. list. I want to say something about giant Carlo. Because just because he's having one good year. He's having one good year. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now. This, is, this is what I'm going to say. Okay. And I think I'm right. Okay. Yankees fans don't hate Giancarlo Stan. They hate the idea of Giancarlo Stan, which I get. I totally get. All right. Giancarlo Stan, since New York. Okay. Has been trash. No. His yes. In, no. His first year in 2018. He batted 266 with 38 home runs, 100 RBIs. I'll take it. Okay. This year, okay. batting 292, he has 24 RBIs, nine home runs. All right. Then he was hurt. Got it. All right. He was hurt, basically, those two. And then I'm not going to count 2020 because nobody cares. But 2019, he was hurt. So basically, we're looking at three years. He's good out of one and possibly two of these three years. The reason we don't like the Yankees fans don't like Giancarlo Stanton is because you already had Aaron Judge and you sunk a ton of money into him for no reason when you already had a Stanton-esque player, an enormous power-hitting, strikeout-heavy player on their team that is eventually going to be a DH. There, he was just a bad fit. So that's not Giancarlo Stanton's fault. I mean, he's going to take the money. The Yankees want to pay him and take him money to come strike out and – hit a home run now and then and sit on the bench and be hurt. We've already got that in judge. Now you have two players in that. That's not how you build a team. So in me, in my perspective, 
the subliminal hatred is directed at Stanton when it's really at management because he shouldn't be there. Stanton should be on some other American League team. Oh, it's always on Brian Cashman. That my hatred for Brian Cashman did never, never disappears. But he just was not a fit. Like if Judge wasn't there, the Stanton hate would be a little less there. If there was no Aaron Judge there, it'd be a little different. But I, I agree with you. If Aaron Judge wasn't there and we made the move to get a power bat, yes, that would have made sense. Right. But the move made no sense. And like mm-hmm. I said, in my opinion, he hasn't lived up to his contract. I think it's too paying. soon. I don't think, I don't think he's ever going to live up to the contract. I think that's way too much, but he shouldn't have that, that contract should have never been offered. If you want to build a winning team, that's, that's my thing. You yeah. Know? No, I, I take my chances with judge and use that money to go get another pitcher or something like that or whatever. That's what I would have done, but they didn't. So I'm saying, Hey, not Stanton's fault. He just wants to get paid, and the it's Cashman's fault, really. Yeah, but Francisco just, Lindor yeah. just wants to get paid too, though. That's the Mets' fault. That's what okay, I'm okay, okay. That's so you're not you're not mad at Lindor. You're just mad at the Mets. No, I actually like. I think Lindor is actually really great for the game. Oh, okay, cool. But he's not worth that kind of money. I didn't even think he was a bad fit for the Mets, but I'm not paying him the third highest contract in baseball history, up to Mookie Betts and Mike Trout. That's ridiculous. So okay. you're a much more rational and nicer person than I am because I just blame the player and you're like, Hey, look, it's cool that you want to get paid. I'm blaming management for doing it. Well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Paying. I mean, Stanton has, you know what you're getting out of Stanton. Like I'm not really all that surprised and what he's doing. He's going to strike out a lot. He's going to get hurt. He's going to get home runs. He's done all that. Okay. You got your money's worth, but you already <laughs> had him. You already had him with Aaron judge who right. does the exact same thing. So right. what was the point? You know? Absolutely. You got anything else, buddy? That was it. All right, good. We're going to, we're going to leave it here. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Spaceball brought to you by the Sunline Network. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We greatly appreciate it. Please be sure to check us out on iTunes, subscribe, rate and review. And while you're there, we got plenty of other podcasts for you from the network, including Richo's Rant, Drinks with Dan, La Valley Sports Talk Pod, and Richo and Lala. That is it. That's all we have for you this week. Be well, stay safe. We'll talk to you all again in two weeks. (laughs) 